This is Artful Discourse, your weekly escape into the vibrant world of creativity, culture, and intellectual exploration. I'm your host, Benjamin Kirk, and I invite you to join me on a journey through the rich tapestry of human thought and the beating heart of artistic expression at Fresno State's College of Arts and Humanities. Good morning and welcome. Today, our guest is Dr. Benjamin Boone, Fresno State music professor, composer, and saxophonist. Dr. Boone just got back from the University of Limerick in Ireland, where he spent a year as a Fulbright scholar. He also just released his album, Caught in the Rhythm, the latest in his multi-album project fusing jazz with poetry. And just last week, he was inducted into the Valley Music Hall of Fame. Dr. Benjamin Boone, welcome, and thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's a delight to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Now, first of all, I'd like to point out that the theme song for this show, the music we just heard, is the song from Maiden Voyage off your album, Joy. So thank you so much for allowing me to use that music. Oh, it makes me smile to even think about that tune. I had so much fun recording it and working with it. And Brito, say, the bass player in Ghana, uh, was just practicing that, messing around with that bass line. I have a very vivid memory. It was so hot. We were just about all to expire in the hallway of the studio, and he was just playing that. And I was thinking, wow, I wonder what what jazz tune might sound good over that lick. And so we started working on it and then we made the arrangement. So it was a a very fond memory, Ben. Thank you for uh, reminding me of that. And that's the result of your last Fulbright scholarship trip to Ghana. It is, in fact, yes. And that was in 2018, correct? 2017, 18, and we ended up, uh, I ended up deciding to do the recording after collaborating with that group and many other people for, for quite a while. And I did that at the very, very, in the last week, actually, that I was in, in Ghana. Okay, so Ben, what do you love about music? Wow. See, that's such a basic question, and the basic question stumps me, right? Because I was expecting something else. What do I love about music? Well, I think that, I think music, is, well, in a very generic neurological way, uh, music creates different neurological pathways, very specific neurological pathways in the brain that are very different and unique than any other experience. So, you can hear a voice. You can uh, watch a uh, watch a stage production, or watch a dance, or see a piece of art, or eat chocolate, or whatever. And music actually integrates a lot of the di- those different centers, the emotional centers. So I think that what I love about music most is its ability to tell us something and to impact our being in a way that other experiences and other things don't. I think it's it's a, it's a unique sensory experience that we can that we can have and I also think that it communicates and now I'm not being emotional but being more rational but I think that it communicates a lot more than we give it credit for even in our voice the pitch that I'm speaking with the rhythm that I'm using the inflection the accents all of the musical components of my speech are largely responsible for the communication taking place between us right now it's not just the words it's the way the words are being spoken the music of the words, right? And so I think music play, when I think of music, I don't just think like music as an instrumental music or sung music. I think when we speak, that a large component of the speech, all everything that's not the actual word is music. And so it communicates. And that's part of why we can talk to someone and feel soothed, or we can get angry, or we can Uh, know that they're concerned about something. It's the musicality. So music is this language 
that's not necessarily seen by other people as such a highly evolved and intricate language. It's more just, oh, it makes me feel sad. It makes me pumped up for my workout. Oh, it gets me really hyped up for the party that I'm going to. But it's a lot, I think it's a whole lot deeper than that. And that's a good segue into talking about your album. Just two weeks ago, your latest album, Caught in the Rhythm, dropped. And this album continues kind of a large-scale project, as you call it, combining jazz with contemporary poetry. Can you give us a little history of this project and how Caught in the Rhythm fits with your previous albums? Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, It's sort of a happy accident that happened. Uh, Back in, what, 2015, 16 something like that. Uh, Fresno Filmworks uh, was doing a fundraising concert at the Tower Theater. Uh, They asked me to perform for the fundraiser. They also asked Philip Levine, who is a a former professor of Fresno State, also U.S. Poet Laureate and Pulitzer Prize winner. We have a Levine reading room in the uh, the library. Mm -hmm. If your listeners haven't checked that out, it's a wonderful, wonderful space. Uh, And he was going to be in the concert with Peter Everwine, also reading poetry. And so I said, well, I'd love to do it, but can you contact Phil and see if he'd be willing to to collaborate? And the answer came back, yes. And so, uh, you know, Phil and I met and we ended up doing this concert. It was very well received. Uh, Donald Monroe wrote this really nice thing about it. And that made me think, well, maybe I should do more of this. So long story short, Phil and I ended up recording something of the order of 30 30 poems before he passed and uh that first album came out was greeted with you know much more enthusiasm than i thought was possible for a poetry <laughs> jazz album and uh so you know that led to other uh, other opportunities and and made me think a lot more about what the relationship between poetry and music can be and what music can give to poetry that maybe just a poetry reading or hearing poetry read or spoken word itself, uh, what can, what components, how can music enhance the experience of that particular message in that particular poem? So that's kind of how I've approached all of this. Right now, and your first two albums were with Philip Levine. That's correct. Yeah, volume one and volume two of the poetry of jazz. And the first track of uh, the the uh, poetry of jazz for your listeners. If you want to check it out, it's called Gin and G I N Gin, like the drink, and it's absolutely hysterical. Uh, but the first uh, two are with Philip Levine and a lot of Fresno musicians uh, that I've just been very fortunate to collaborate with on that project. Uh, and then uh, I did a, a Ghana CD from your theme, and then put out in 2020. Uh, album with poets i think many many poets i don't remember how many are on that album it's called the poets are gathering including fresno poets uh uh poet lee herrick who's now the poet laureate of california uh marisol baca who teaches at fresno city college uh dustin prestridge uh, uh juan Felipe Pereira, who was u.s poet laureate and fresno state professor so all of those fresno People are on there alongside some some of the A-list in the world uh, poets up in New England and New York. Right, and these were local and nationally recognized poets. Yeah, yeah, like like Edward Hirsch, who's on that album and this coming album is a was a MacArthur Genius Award winner and head of the Guggenheim Foundation. 
Taimba Jess, uh, one of the, he was actually Philip's student. Uh, and anyway, then he ended up winning a Pulitzer Prize himself, and he lives in New York. So how did these partnerships come about? And, you know, what's the process? Sure. Yeah, it's a very, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's that when I, when the, the, the album came out with Phil, mm -hmm. I think the poetry world became aware of that. Phil had, Phil was such a well-respected and very well-known poet, not only to poets, but to people that were interested in literature and readers. Uh, you know, he published in the New Yorker a lot and his books were, you know, for poetry, they were widely, widely disseminated. And so I think that when the, the album came out, there was a lot of interest because of Phil's connections. And he taught a lot of people, he knew a lot of people. And so when I approached certain poets and just said, oh, I did this thing with Phil, would you uh, be interested in collaborating on something? They, they knew about the album and said, yes, that would be a whole lot of fun. So uh, I think that's how it how it came about. And then then also, uh, I'm friends with Lee Herrick, in particular, uh, for Fresno Poets and Juan Felipe Herrera. And when I thought about doing that, uh, the Poets Are Gathering album in 2020, the compilation, I was talking to, to Juan about that, and uh, he was like, oh, why don't you do this? Why don't you contact this person? Why don't you contact that person? And so Mara Salbaka did the same thing and said, oh, I have a poet that would be really interesting to record. I think you'd really get along with them. That's what happened actually on the uh, latest album uh, called In the Rhythm. Mm -hmm. The poet that has the most tracks is Felita Hicks. And the way that I met Felita is directly connected to uh, Fresno State. Mm -hmm. I, I can't remember. You might be able to remember it because you you were here and were part of the process. But but when was the thing at Con Conley Art Gallery? Was that 21, 2021 spring, I think? Or spring of 22? I think it was fall, fall. of 21. Fall of 21. And, and the way that that happened, uh, the Center for the Creative Arts and the College of Arts and Humanities was sponsoring uh, art show at the Con Connolly Art Gallery. I think it was called, what, 50 Years After Stonewall? Yes. Is that right? Yes. Uh, and essentially, it's a celebration of LGBTQ plus and of diversity and of inclusion, et cetera, et cetera. And the original at the Brooklyn Museum had music as a component. So I just approached CCA and said, you know, where's the music component? Mm -hmm. and, and they said, well, we don't have one. Would you produce this something? So I ended up working with Bryn Saito in uh, English to do a poetry competition and Nick Potter and Stephanie Ryan in art to do an art competition and uh, commissioned a Fresno State composer to write a piece for a Woodwind Quintet based on the artwork that was being shown in Conley. And the, I collaborated with Felita Hicks, who's a poet that's, a, that's an activist and an activist in that community. And we ended up creating these compositions. It's her poetry, but we ended up creating music that went with it and decided what to do. And so we rehearsed, we refined it, we presented it at Conley Art Gallery, and then the next day we went to Maximus Media in town and we recorded these tracks. And I think they're some of the most relevant and, and, and interesting tracks on the, on the album. I would agree, I would agree. And... I kind of want to back up a little bit because in the Poets of Gathering, 
Poets Are Gathering, you start the album with Patricia Smith, That's My Son There. Yes. Extremely powerful piece. It fits yes. the times perfectly in the shadow of the killing of George Floyd in 2020. And personally, I've teared up more than once listening to that track. Just amazing, amazing piece of piece of art, artist, artistry. Um, on this album, you start the album with Mississippi 1955 Confessional featuring T.R. Hummer. Again, this track has a strong just social justice theme that explores the racial tension uh, that are very critical of Southern segregation and attitudes. Um, but then you also have these very raw tracks from queer Afro-Latinx poet Kalita Hicks. And so as a straight white man from North Carolina, <laughs> you nailed me. <laughs> why do you feel it's important to highlight and give voice to these issues of inequity? Yeah, you know, it's I think I'm like 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 uh many straight white people who grew up in the south. We're looking at history, American history, and we're understanding if we didn't already our privileged position in the, in the culture. And we're kind of saying, "Oh, what the heck can I do?" Right? Uh what what should I do? What is the right thing for me to do in this moment in history given the history? Right. And I think my response to that is I, I certainly can't speak for the black experience or the gay experience or anything like that. Right. But I can say that I want to support that. Mm -hmm. I want to support someone's uh, uh, right to be who they want to be or who they feel most comfortable being, and no one should be oppressed because of the color of their skin or their background or anything like that, right? So I think what I can try to do through music and poetry is to, is to try and highlight issues that I think are important and perspectives that I think are important to, to hear. And so my hope with putting uh, the Patricia Smith track as the first track, even though it is the hardest track, I think, on, mm -hmm. the, on the album, and some people were telling me maybe not to do that, that I would turn people off, et cetera, et cetera, is that if there was one track for them to hear, that was the most important track, I thought, in 2020 when this was right. released. And so that was a very conscious decision because it gives the perspective, the perspective we don't hear when we read these horrendous news reports about, uh, for lack of better term, police murder of young black men, is we don't hear the perspective of the mother, and that humanizes it. So mm -hmm. many of these atrocities have happened that, in a way, I think it's very easy to get uh, teflon to it. Oh, yet another mass shooting, yet another whatever, and we create these defenses, and it does. the humanity is taken out of those news reports, right? And I think what Patricia so remarkably does so remarkably well in that poem is to put us in the position of the mother of that child who was murdered. And that's a position uh, from a narrative perspective that we're not put into a lot. And so to me, that was just so powerful. In the Mississippi 1955 confessional, that's really T.R. Hummer's experience growing up in Mississippi in 1955 as a young, privileged white man, mm -hmm. and how he viewed race at that time, and how the the society viewed race at that time and it's him looking back taking stock of that and it's, so in a way tr hummer is filling in for me right there right 
his is 1955 Mississippi confessional, and mine is 1963 Statesville, North Carolina uh, confessional. And I think that sets the stage then for the Faley to Hicks um, tracks in particular, others Mm -hmm. too, but them in particular in saying that, you know, this is who I am. This was my experience. And now given that, these tracks are tracks that I think and in, in messages that I think are just important for the discourse if we're going to be a true democracy. And it's a strong statement to put them right up front. Well, thank you. I, I, uh, I feel like that. I mean, we all do things that, that, that are, but I'm mincing words because I hate to kind of say this, but yeah, I was scared to do that. Mm-hmm. And I had to take a deep breath and really say, well, a lot of critics might get turned off by that, the establishment, right? And so I'm fine with that. That's okay, because this is the statement that I want to make. And so it was a moment of artistic honesty for me to put, to put those as, as first tracks. But, but there's usually a track or two that maybe the producers or the record company or stuff says, you know, the critics aren't going to like that. And I go, well, I like it, so I'm, <laughs> I'm going to put it on no matter what, right? All right, now I do want to point out that... Uh, that was a great question, by the way. Oh, thank you. No one's asked me that before. Yeah. <laughs> I try to come up with something. No, that different. was brand new. That's a, that's a brand new one. Well, I think it's important to po- point out that part of the funding for the album and all the albums in the Poetry of Jazz series come from the Dean's Council Annual Fund. Now, half of the Dean's Council funds are used as endowed scholarships for students, but the other half are used for, for special student needs for uh, equipment for students to use, assist with faculty ve- development and in special projects. In this case, it helped fund your album that sits at the intersection of arts and humanities. Yeah, and I have to say thank you to all of the Dean's Council members and in, 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 in particular, but also to say thank you to the College of Arts and Humanities in general in the university. This has been a wonderful place to collaborate and a wonderful place to work. There's tremendous talent uh, in every department. The ones that I'm most familiar with since because of, you know, physically where we are located and also just because of what I do is, you know, we have such talented people in the music department, in the art department, in the English department. Those are the ones that I'm most familiar with, but also the philosophy department we share a building with and theater is just so many wonderful people that are here. And such supportive administrators, too. You know, the dean, the uh, assistant dean, the department, very supportive department. And can I just say that that each of these albums features a lot of uh, Fres- not only Fresno people, but Fresno State people. Yeah. And one thing I'm really proud of on this album that I'd just like to point out, since you mentioned students and the Dean's Council support of students, is that I wanted to include some current students in that Faley to Hicks concert, mm-hmm. right? Because it was it was a it was a Fresno State event, and I wanted to highlight students. So we commissioned a student to write a piece, and I wanted to include students in the concert. So Kevin Person Jr. was a jazz major at that time. He's the keyboardist on all of the Faley to Hicks tracks. Uh, Phil Sarkeesian, he actually is came back. He's a graduate student now, but are you ready for this? He's the electric bass player on these tracks, but he's in the physics department. Oh, wow. You <laughs> <laughs> know, he's a really smart dude. He really is. And then McKenna Reeve is a Fresno uh, native. Uh, she was at, a student at uh, Northern Colorado at the time we recorded this, but faculty members, Richard Lloyd Giddens Jr. is a, a bass player on one of the tracks. And uh, 
my longtime collaborator Max Hemd is playing trumpet on these tracks too. So uh, along with all of the other people on the album, uh, we Fresno State's represented really well on all of the albums, I think. Well, fantastic. Now, Caught in the Rhythm is available on the Origins, Origin Records website or wherever you buy or stream your music. Now, last week, you were indicted into the class of 2023 Valley Music Hall of Fame. How does it feel to be honored like that? Yeah, it's really weird. You know, you know I mean, just to be to be straight up, I thought you you might have to be like, I felt like that makes me older than I am. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like like maybe I should be in my my antiquarian years before that happens. So it was a it was a real surprise, number one. And it was a it was a tremendous honor too, and it was such a fun evening. Uh, Redbone was being inducted too. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, come and get your love yeah. for those of you older listeners. Uh, and the first Native American rock band, and so what they did was break through these barriers, and that was really special. And then Anne Leonardo uh, was such a wonderful singer. And uh, back in the day, you know, with, with the show, different shows, Ed Sullivan show mm -hmm. with all the dancers and everything. So great fun evening, but it was a true honor. And, and I, you know, I, I said it then, and I'll, I'll say it here too, that what I like to do most in music is to collaborate. The idea of just sitting in a room by myself and that's all that I do, like creating these things isn't very fun for me. So if I'm creating something like Thomas Lowenheim uh, for the orchestra here has commissioned, I think, three orchestra pieces. And we've worked in tandem. We've talked about it. I've shown him things. He's made suggestions. Mm -hmm. We've done that. Matt Darling, same thing with this marimba piece that I wrote him, or Corey Whitehead with the guitar saxophone piece I wrote. And then in jazz with all of the jazz musicians, it's a collaboration. And so I'm just really, really fortunate that I'm in a place where people are willing to collaborate, and they're so they're amazing, and they give such great... Uh, great advice and they give such great contributions and on each of the albums that I've done uh, there are some pieces that I've thoroughly composed and put every single note down some of the pieces on the albums aren't mine mm -hmm. like David Alice in particular has written some of the pieces Greg Von Berg Spee Kozloff who's in uh, psychology is a bass player on one of them and he wrote he wrote this one of the tunes on the Phil Levine thing so uh you know it's really about what makes the music the best not who wrote Piece. And so I just love working with these people who are willing to contribute their talents toward the goal of making the, mu the music the best that it can be. So uh, I, I just appreciate them them working with me to make the music you know better than it right. would be otherwise. And so I kind of look at that honor. All of this is to say I look at it not necessarily as honoring me, but it, everything I've done is a collaboration. And so it's really all of the people that I've collaborated with. Right, and you talked about all the collaborations you've done with the music department, and really, this award, there was five people who, who received, or five groups, that re, people or groups that received awards in uh, the Valley Music Hall of Fame, and you were honored along Flamenco Guitar Master and Professor Emeritus, Dr. Juan Serrano, and singer Leonardo Thaxter, who you already mentioned, and she's an alum of Fresno State. Is she? That's right. I forgot about that. She was a piano major. Now, she didn't graduate, but she did come to Fresno State twice, both as a music major. Yeah, yeah. Um, that counts. I think it does. It counts. <laughs> According to the Alumni Association, and I she checked. she played piano so well last night. She played. Oh, she played fantastic. Piano. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. And so, uh, according to the Alumni Association, that does make her an alumni. Um, so... 
three of the five people have ties to Fresno State, which really shows kind of the impact of Fresno State's music department on Valley Music. It really does. And and I should have mentioned Juan uh, Serrano earlier. I have such fond memories of him. I'm so grateful that when I came to Fresno State in 2000, he was still on the faculty and still extremely active and playing like nobody's business and just such a decent, nice human being. The one story that I'll share, my wife and I used to trade off uh, child care. She used to teach in the MCJ department and uh, she's a, a journalist. And we would trade off my my son or sons here at Fresno State. And I was, I'd walk down the hall uh, with my young, in a, in, you know, my kid was in a, a little stroller, right? I'm talking little and Juan would come down the hall and Juan would say oh the teacher right and mm-hmm. but he'd be looking at me and I'd be like oh isn't that nice he's calling me the teacher right and then it was about three weeks later I realized he was talking to my child <laughs> which tells you a lot about him yeah which shows in his philosophy that the child actually is the teacher mm-hmm. not the parent it, that you can learn a lot so he was Juan taught me a lot about life and how to how to be kind and humble and gracious and to practice voraciously and to be really committed to the, to be committed to the craft. Mm-hmm. You've been busy. There's <laughs> a whole lot you've been doing. So I, I do want to say that you just returned from Limerick, Ireland, where you were the U S Fulbright scholar at the Irish world Academy of music and dance at the university of Limerick. I know I said Limerick twice there. Uh, so tell me about that experience. What did you learn and what will you bring back to Fresno State students? Wow. Uh, do you have a day? <laughs> uh, uh, it was it was an incredible experience, and I'm just so fortunate to have been given the opportunity uh, to do that. For any of the listeners uh, that are interested, there are Fulbright, the U.S. Fulbright program, which is uh, – uh, you know, the money comes from the U.S. Department of State, mm-hmm. it has a number of different programs, and many of those programs are for students. And so I highly encourage all of the students that are listening to go on the, like, how to apply for a, a Fulbright uh, for students and look at the different opportunities because that could fund your study or your research uh, somewhere else. And for faculty, I think doing uh, a sabbatical somewhere else uh, is a really wonderful way to. Uh, then when you come back, have a different perspective, have a more global perspective, and to just see how things are done some, somewhere else. So I highly encourage everyone to apply for Fulbright. It's a great, it's a great program. Uh, the Irish World Academy of Music and Dance is unique in the world. One of the, the uh, preeminent music educators who came to help us do some globalization in the music department, Patricia Campbell, said it's the most diverse music curriculum in the world. And so I went, and she's right. Uh, so in other words, the way they do their program and the way they design their curriculum isn't thinking of dead white European men as the basis of their music education. Mm-hmm. They're looking, when they, when they say music, World Academy of Music, they mean music all over the world. And I think that's a beautiful way of thinking about it, yeah. right? Not, not that there's anything wrong with Bach, Beethoven, et cetera. I love these people. I give the pre-concert talks for the Fresno Philharmonic, and I, I love the music, et cetera, et cetera, but that's one of many musics that are worthy mm-hmm. of study. So they really, in all aspects of their curriculum, think about that. They also recognize that music and dance are coupled. They're not separate entities. They actually exist together. 
and we could talk about the neurology of why and the history of music and all of that. But anyway, so if you're a music student, you end up doing things with dance. If you're a dancer, you end up doing things with music. You end up studying music therapy because they see that music shouldn't operate just as a listening experience or a moving experience, but as an experience that has power, right, to actually change lives in very, very tangible ways, um, i.e. people with learning problems or behavioral problems and how music can help that. And so they actually partner with the medical school there on medical research. They're actually involved in helping the refugee, the burgeoning refugee population in Ireland uh, because of the European uh, refugee crisis. So a lot of that can't be done here because of accreditation rules or state of California articulation rules, et cetera, et cetera. But I think the mindset of taking an extremely broad view of what any discipline can do, not just interdisciplinary, but how can it how can it align with other disciplines to make a meaningful impact on the world? I think that's that's pretty huge. Yeah. And I think that uh, I think every program can benefit from taking a step back. I, I let me back up and say that you know we at Fresno State work tremendously hard, and we have very very impacted teaching loads and the demands are increasing all the time on the paperwork that we're doing or the studies we're supposed to be involved in or the committee work that we're doing, et cetera, et cetera. So we have very little capacity to take the time, energy, and effort to think about different ways of doing things. And even this is a battleship of uh, the state of California. So to change things in this system are extremely difficult and extremely laborious. So with that said, I can say that I, I would love to try and help us, given those limitations, see what we can do in the College of Arts and Humanities, in the music department in particular, to try and have that more global perspective on what we do. Not that what we're doing is wrong, but how can we maybe get some of that other perspective in there? Does that make sense? It that does. was a way convoluted answer. I'm sorry. Oh, it does. And thank you so much. And I think that's a good time here we have to wrap it up so thank you uh dr benjamin boone for joining us today uh benjamin boone's new album caught in the rhythm is available on Origin records website or wherever you buy or stream your music we did not have time to cover the calendar for what's coming up in the arts and humanities for next week so please head over to calendar.fresnostate.edu where you can find we have concerts movie screenings our author readings we have a whole lot going on this week so please head over to calendar fresnostate.edu to check it out and we'll see you next week for another edition of Artful Discourse. Artful Discourse is a production of the College of Arts and Humanities at California State University, Fresno. The Dean is Dr. Anora Chapman and the Associate Dean is Dr. Sergio Laporta. This program is written, directed, and produced by me, Benjamin Kirk, the College's Communication Specialist. The theme song for Artful Discourse is Made in Voyage by Fresno State music professor Benjamin Boone from his album, Joy. More information about his music can be found at benjaminboone.com. Special thanks to KFSR and FSR Underground General Manager Julie Lindahl for making this show possible. You can learn more about the College of Arts and Humanities and find an archive of our shows at our website, cah.fresnostate.edu, or on our blog, fresnostatecah.com. 